We're talking about TAVR. Let's start with an explanation and what we're discussing. TAVR stands for transcatheter aortic valve replacement. Traditionally speaking, aortic valve replacement has always been done surgically. So that's uh, labeled SAVR with an S. (laughs) TAVR is exactly what it stands for. It's a way to replace the aortic valve without opening the chest. It's a minimally invasive procedure. It's been commercially available in the U.S. since uh, about 2012. And uh, traditionally speaking, when it first rolled out, it was uh, initially approved for the inoperable patients, you know, the the surgically extremely high-risk patients. Outcomes were fantastic uh, compared to medical therapy. TAVR was then studied in the next category of risk, which was intermediate risk, and it was not inferior to surgical aortic valve replacement. So uh, we've been using more and more TAVR as time goes on, but we have always had a problem with a patient that falls into a low-risk category but does want the TAVR, and it was uh, simply not approved for that indication. So how's it done? So the way the TAVR procedure is performed is we basically thread a very small wire through the very small hole that is left of the aortic valve. The reason that it's being replaced is because the valve doesn't open very well. Therefore, the hole is very small. And so we place a very small wire through there, and over this wire, we have very advanced technologies now where you basically have one of two valves. One valve is mounted on a stent, okay, and the stent is then inflated with a balloon. And the balloon inflates the the stent. The new valve is actually within the new stent, okay? So as the valve expands, as the stent expands, it pushes the old valve, which is basically like a rock, okay, to the side. And it's just pushed to the perimeter of the valve. And it actually helps to hold the valve in place. When you're assessing risk for the procedure, what do you take into consideration? So the main things that contribute to to that calculator are things like age, sex, other confounding medical conditions, mainly, you know, lung disease, other heart disease like needing bypass surgery at the time of the valve replacement, kidney disease, liver disease. Those are the, the, you know, the big other organs that might contribute to morbidity or mortality. Obviously, in order to determine if TAVR would be a good alternative to surgery for low-risk patients, researchers had to study it all. There was actually a whole lot of investigation into this procedure. Initially, it made sense to study the highest-risk patients because those patients did not get offered surgery. So it was studied against medical therapy, and TAVR won easily. Okay, And in the intermediate-risk trial, like I said, it was non-inferior to surgery. But we always felt like, yes, Surgery was the standard of care. However, in the big cardiology meeting in March called the American College of Cardiology, two big trials came out. Okay, one was Partner 3 trial. The other one was the Evolute low-risk trial. And they were both low-risk trials. There were two different valves that were studied. In the Partner trial, they basically followed 1,000 patients for a year after their TAVR or uh, surgery to replace their aortic valve. And what they showed was that In fact, to many people's surprise, there was actually not only non-inferiority, but superiority of TAVR. So TAVR performed better than surgery in the first year. So this is limited data only in the first year, but even in immediate post-operative period and 30 days out, you know, TAVR had about half of death 
and disabling stroke. The specific numbers are 8.5 versus 15.1%. So death, stroke, and rehospitalizations within the first year. So that was a huge finding and a big paradigm shift. So very exciting news within my field, you know, within structural heart cardiology. Now, TAVR is really offered to the majority of patients, can be offered to the majority of patients. There's very small, specific groups of people that uh, we would still uh, offer surgical aortic valve replacement over TAVR, given these highly strong results. So what makes TAVR so desirable? What are the benefits for low-risk patients? Strictly speaking from the studies, you have a almost half uh, death, stroke, or rehospitalizations in the first year, okay? But obviously, some of the appeal to patients is that there's no opening the chest, okay? The majority of, all of these patients get done uh, through a puncture in the groin, okay? Also, the hospital stay is shorter, okay? People typically go home the next day. Sometimes they'll stay two days, but, you know, it's not, you know, the three to five day uh, period and very little, if any at all, rehabilitation period. You know, people will go home the next day so they don't languish, you know, in a hospital bed for five days or longer. This must be so exciting because now you have such a wonderful alternative to surgery to offer low-risk patients. I didn't think that it would happen so quickly. I was very hopeful that that would be the case but it definitely, I, I think, surpassed anybody's imagination. I'm very excited about it. You know, I think that this opens the door to so many patients to not only have a less invasive procedure, spend less time in the hospital, but potentially have less strokes, less death, less rehospitalizations. It's a very, like I said, a very exciting time within our field. Dr. Altid, thanks for the time and for letting us know there's a way around surgery.